Okay, hi guys, um, welcome to the first ever Flaunt Digital Industry Spotlight. Um, today we're going to discuss some topics in our world that have been in the news. Um, we're going to kick off with the new Facebook organic reach um, update and just sort of discuss how that's going to impact on brands and advertisers. Um, I think it's something that people need to be aware of. It's going to increase everybody's costs a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so Facebook have recently announced that they're changing the way that people are going to see the newsfeed. So basically what it means is that people are going to be prioritised with friends and family content rather than business content. And there's a couple of little angles that um, might change the way that advertisers use it. And obviously it's going to diminish publishers' reach. Yeah, it just seems like another way to Facebook to monetize their uh, existing audience. And obviously they've got uh, tons of enterprise customers now. And it just seems like another another way to squeeze more money out of everyone, really. Facebook and Google are obviously going to continue to do as long as they can. Yeah. To be fair, though, I think Facebook has been underpriced for years. Yeah. I think the cost of getting your stuff in front of the right people on Facebook has been way underpriced. Yeah. No, the, the tooling's come on a lot as well in the last few years, so that, so that yeah. means you can, I guess, charge a bit more and get away with it. Yeah. I well, think if, you, if you consider as well that they make most of the revenue from advertising, I don't believe for one minute there isn't an angle there to try and boost <laughs> advertising costs. Yeah. I think it comes down to your planning as well. I think historically people have just, influenced by Facebook as well, have just boosted posts or gone after general audiences. I think now the capability allows you to really target your media and plan it properly. So I think they're bolstering that by making brands pay for it. Yeah. I think it, it's going to be problematic for publishers really because they've got used to this referral, referral organic traffic for so long now that it's going to have a real impact on you know who sees their content. I think what will happen is even publishers might end up investing in advertising. Yeah. Do you think Twitter could fall similar to this in terms of how they distribute publishers' content? I think, yeah, I think all platforms that have got attention will probably go the same way. I think they'll label it as improving it for the users, yeah. but the back of the mind is more revenue for those guys. It's true that end users do get targeted ads all over the place now. I mean, back in the day when far stuff was prevalent, it was uh, you know, just a chronological feed of what your mates are up to, but now it's a big ad platform, isn't it? So. Well, it, it sort of, Facebook have spun it as it sort of being quite innocent. They've said that they want to create more communication and interaction with friends and family. Whereas I really don't think the underlying tone is that, to be fair. I think what it will mean is as well, because there's less space uh, for advertisers to show their ads, if there's less publisher video content, for example, there's less pre-roll ads, so there's going to be more competition and a higher auction price for Facebook. No. So overall, you're going to have to pay more. <laughs> Inevitable, really, yeah. in this day and age. Yeah. People are still going to want to pay for it, and yeah. Uh, next topic we should quickly discuss are apps and PWAs. So PWAs are progressive web apps and um, this has been an emerging technology over the last two or three years now and um, Google have pretty much led this initiative. Um, and uh, Similar to AMP which we're going to talk about as well, um, Google likes to sort of break new ground here and sometimes go against the grain in terms of uh, standards and stuff and what they'll do is they'll just publish something that they think is the way to do it which may or may not be a good idea, and then they'll just sort of push it into Chrome, push it into Android, and hope everyone follows suit. Uh, it's not always the case though, and um, you'll find now with PWAs, the spec changes almost on like a monthly basis, and you'll have Chrome leading the way, like I mentioned, and Android, and then there's Apple and an, an iPhone and Mac trying to catch up, 
and obviously you've got Chrome on those platforms, but they're not sort of first class citizens as such. Um, so PWAs are, are really, really great because it means that you can essentially have a website that operates as an app, so it saves you development costs, so you're not going to be able to, you're not going to uh, have as much of a need to buy development resource for an app and a website separately. It's more of a case of just bolstering your existing website and that would essentially act as an app. Um, now one of the reasons that people traditionally uh, invest in apps are the discovery, so um, getting published in the app store. Um, so this is a really, really big milestone for PWAs and there's been a lot of rumours. I don't think there's been an official announcement from Google yet or Apple. Um, but as soon as PWAs are discoverable in the App Store, that'll be a huge, huge milestone and that, and that will sort of change the tide and people will start taking it very seriously then. Um, but again, with Google leading the way here, you probably see PWAs in the uh, Google Play Store long before you see it in the App Store that uh, Apple control. Uh, obviously, Apple have a much stricter uh, vetting process to get apps in there. Um, so something like this, which would change the landscape drastically, um, may may never happen on iOS. We'll have to wait and see, but I'm pretty much certain it will be in the uh, Google Play Store at some point in the future, just depending on, on when. And I think we might be just sort of waiting for maturity on the standards and waiting for the big um, players uh, in the web scene, so you publish it, etc. Sort of catch up and get all the websites in line with the PWA spec. And once that's the case, I think we'll start seeing Google really take it seriously and really start to consider putting it in the Play Store. Um, yeah, and once, once it's discoverable, once it's in there, once they are first class citizens, and if they can be totally indistinguishable for the end user, then that, that will basically just seal the deal, really. That will just make it a no-brainer for you to invest in uh, adding the extra um, dev uh, resource to your website in terms of adding the extra little bits of functionality that enable it to be a PWA. And you guys think it's what, quite what's, what's the would you say the key benefit over a native app then with the the key benefit is that essentially it's just a representation of your website so everyone knows how easy it's a website nowadays especially if you've got CMS like WordPress you basically log in make your changes click save and your website's updated whereas on an app you've got to so say um, I mean a, a news app or something that does read from a CMS may have an API built in that reads in the news but say you've got an app that I don't know. Um, can book gym classes on, for example. <clears throat> if you want to go ahead and change your branding on the app, you'll have to essentially get in touch with your app developer, get them to um, obviously do all your graphics, etc. Put all them into the app, package it up, sign it, upload it to the marketplace. And if it's, oh, sorry, oh, Google Play Store, isn't it? It's now called, or the app, and the App Store. So you've got to publish it to all the different app stores. So, I mean, you've got two key players there, but in theory, there could be more in the future. Um, and then in Apple's case, you've got to get them to approve it um, as well. So it's, it's a, it's a much longer process and it's something that's time consuming and it means you've got to do that again on your website as well and get them in sync and do it at the same time. So again, if it's an approval process, the client wants to change something in their app now, you've got to wait a week, you've got to change your website at the same time. Um, yeah. There's two different things that are going on at once. You've just got one central place to manage what is your app and your website, which would, would become one and the same thing essentially. So what, what do you think the adoption will be on those once it builds in a bit more popularity? Do you think it will really accelerate as soon as more catch on? Yeah, it's all about discoverability for me. Uh, at the moment, PWAs are really hard to sort of install. I mean, I don't even know if they settled on a word yet. I don't know if install is even the, the word. Right. Add, add to home add, screen. Is it still add to home screen. I'm not sure if Chrome Beta on Android now has dropped the add to home screen. If you've got all the PWA spec in mind on your website, it might even say install now, I can't remember, but it's something that's, that's basically the next big milestone. So as soon as we've got sort of the wording around that side, and maybe sort of an install banner, on a native banner on Chrome that can uh, get you to push it in and then it comes into your app drawer. Once you've got that, you're sort of halfway there and then it's just a matter of getting it into the app store. 
And like I said, I think Google's definitely going to be the first of the two uh, big vendors to, to do that. Um, and then it's going to be really crucial <clears throat> if they can make it indistinguishable. So like I said before, I mean, you see things like AMP, for example, and you've got the little lightning bolt, so you know you're going to an AMP page rather than a website. So they might take an approach like that, and the PWAs might appear in the, in place. So with I don't know, maybe it'll be a lightning bolt, maybe it'll be a little web or a globe or something, yeah. uh, or it'll be totally indistinguishable. It'll be ranked the same in the same order. Um, and in that case, if the user doesn't know the difference, then it's going to be really, really widely adopted. Obviously, apps are huge, huge, huge. huge I think sort of that's things. clearly going to be the key thing. Isn't it? If if people can use it in the exact same manner as a, a native app, then it's going to spread quite quickly, isn't it? Yeah. But no doubt there'll be quite a few teething issues to begin with for a lot of people. You've also got discrepancies of existing apps, say, for example, Twitter. Twitter's got a really good PWA. If you go onto their site now on, on the stable version of Chrome, on the stable version of Android, you can uh, add it. I don't know if it's had time to install or what, but basically you can get it in as a PWA and it's pretty much identical to the native experience. Yeah. Um, there's still a few teething problems <laughs> with integration into deep hardware features, so things like for example, using your Bluetooth on your phone or using push notifications, because these are things that traditionally yeah. from a marketing apps. standpoint, that's quite a big thing as well. Yeah. Um, with the push notifications and all that kind of thing, that works for a lot of marketers. So I don't know yeah. how they figure that integration out. Yeah, because essentially you're just using web technologies, like it's just a website essentially and a wrapper. So as soon as you start getting into the more integrated hardware features, so say Spotify made a PWA and you want to control your Bluetooth speaker through it or something, it's pretty popular like that you might run into problems quite quickly because that type of technology is still catching up in terms of having those APIs in browser. Yeah. And this is before you even start talking about other browsers, so you're talking uh, Safari or Firefox. Um, so Google is sort of leading the way and getting these APIs into Chrome quick as they can, but other browsers could be years. It could never happen. Yeah. So a fairly long road ahead, do you think, or...? Yeah. 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 Big, big road. Massive. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the, the benefits are there. The benefits are there for the users. I think you, you maintain one code base instead of three. Hmm. The key is going to be, like you say, dis discoverability. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a massive advantage. Um, and obviously, the functionality is going to play a part. Yep. Okay, so Google um, Webmaster Console has been in the news recently for a refresh. Um, although it's rolling out in beta, it's limited functionality. It's basically a new front end um, and the main sort of features that come out of that are you get access to 16 months worth of data, which is um, unheard of, which is something webmasters have been looking for for years. Um, it just means you can do year on year analysis, which is really, really useful from a marketing perspective um, and something that has not existed up until this point. Um, one of the other main benefits is the level of reporting with AMP pages, so they will now show you detailed information on what AMP specific errors you've got on your site and um, give you a bit more information on how to fix them, which is going to be something that they're obviously going to continue to push as mobile continues to grow and continues to um, dominate in terms of traffic. So. It's a fairly new update. It's something that you'll probably find yourself still using the old version um, at this stage, but it's nice to know that they're making strides and they're actually acknowledging that SEOs need some of that resource, which is unheard of. Um, yeah, it seems to be getting to the tail end of the sort of legacy apps uh, now yeah. in terms of the uh, the refreshing, because you can tell straight away by looking at a Google app can't you, or a Google web app. Yeah. You just look at the UI, and you can, I mean, with Search Console, especially, it's a new one. It's got all the materials on it. So. Yeah, it's all that kind of. They've, they've aligned them all, though, even if you, if you look at the full Google stack of products now um, and the suite, like analytics and optimize and 
data and all yeah. those platforms now they've all adopted the same sort of thing so yeah. they're, they're indis indistinguishable basically but they pretty much look yeah. the same across it's a good refresh to be fair because the design of it is much better as well yeah yeah um, do you reckon this is going to usurp any of the Google's existing uh, sort of suite of tools like I know you mentioned amp errors and stuff so they've already got an amp error checker separate I've never much like I've got a rich snippet error checker is I, that those tools getting merged in or are they separate I think long term yeah probably I think it'll all sit under one roof but I think in the short term it's going to take they've got too much to deal with for it all to happen at once so for me it'd be better it's all part of analytics anyway it's all it's essentially the same not the same data but it's, it's very very similar and there is a bit of overlap there Matt, from well you can the, access the um, console data from analytics as well can't you? Oh, right. it's just not as pretty as right. what you get in the in the dashboard right well, but yeah, yeah you, you, you're right they should just put it in the suite with all the seems other products like that they've got in there now yeah it seems like webmaster tools correct me if I'm wrong was, was some of the tool that was available for analytics from yeah, there's, 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 there's things like fetch and render and robots.txt testing and things like that that won't exist in analytics, which I think why it, it probably remains separate, but yeah. yeah, you can get a level of data. But I think as the integration gets better and the move to this new design, more features will become available in analytics. Yeah, it's been long overdue, search mm. console definitely, so yeah. a lot of people are excited about it. I feel like if we're really far down on the agenda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't make them any money, is it, technically? Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's why we prioritise <laughs> things like AdWords and exactly. uh, analytics, because then you, you get a feel for it and you might invest in the 360 packages yeah, that they offer as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, so it's a big upsell sort of thing as well, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, so the final um, point on the agenda is the URL update for AMP pages. This is something that's been worked on behind the scenes for um, quite a while. It's something that Google are pushing, obviously, with the increase in mobile traffic, um, the improvement in user experience, um, things like that. This is something that's gonna just continue to grow. Um, and this update sees them trying to give a bit more ownership back to the publishers. So rather than displaying a URL string and Google taking ownership of that because the um, pages serve from there, cache they're trying to move it into browser so it'll be served from chrome but it will be the publisher's url instead um, that's my loose understanding of it yeah it's just uh, something that from day one when i've got released it's just the one, pretty much the number one sticking point for developers yeah um, no one was really happy with google taking control of essentially what's their content um, essentially shifting essentially duping their content onto google servers so you get a myriad of problems there in terms of tracking and analytics and seeing who's on your site and stuff like that. I know there's a solution in place for this stuff, but um, I think people just weren't happy that everything was under google.com or amp.google.com. Um, so now, yeah, it's going to go back to the publishers, and um, technically, we're not, I mean, it's, it's some sort of Chrome cache. Um, so it's going to be cached somewhere, because obviously, without a cache, um, it's not going to be much of an accelerated mobile page, to be honest. So you're going to need a cache somewhere. Um, but yeah, they're just going to try and uh, Sort the URLs out, something that's been top of the developer sticking point for a long time. There's also some other sticking points with AMP in terms of um, seeing the authority of the URL on the page and stuff like that's going to be giving me a solid look. I think that ties into paid as well, being able to offer that user experience from a paid perspective when you're serving something that is that quick, you actually send traffic to it and have a reliable way of tracking that, mm. as opposed yeah. to whereas before you couldn't really do that, you couldn't really think about doing that. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, th I think there's also there's a myriad of changes that are in the pipeline for AMP, and there's a lot of a yeah. lot of technical problems with it, and they've had a lot of trouble with it. The only reason it's caught on is because Google promoting overlay in the UI for on mobile, so you get right at the top, you get a nice pretty card, um, front and center. Um, so if you if your site's not AMP, you risk losing the uh, 
the ranking signal that you'll, you'll gain from that. Um, you get the light, nice sort of lightning bolt icon that Facebook have used of Internet Plus too, which is similar technology. Um, yeah, we're going to expect a lot more change over the next year and, and even further on, I'm sure, to the way AMP works. Yeah, it's probably not fully developed yet, is it? There's no. probably bigger changes to come yeah. the roadmap. I think that there's an element of competition as well. I mean, Google's probably next biggest competitor is Facebook. Facebook do it really well, but they're in platform anyway, so they don't have to worry about the search impact and the publisher impact yeah. because everybody's already on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, so that was the first um, Flow Digital Industry Spotlight. Stay tuned for more. Um, if you like what we're saying, I'll be surprised, but subscribe anyway. <laughs> we'll see you soon.